John 15 15 NKJV, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. This next series focuses on the wonderful transformation our amazing Lord Jesus worked in His devoted apprentice leaders. At this stage of bringing His apprentices to competence and maturity, He changed the way He spoke of them from servants to friends. When the Master speaks, He isn't simply describing facts, He is creating new reality. Jesus said that He was now drawing them into His full confidence, sharing everything with them that His Father had made known to Him. This changed their status to trusted confidential friends. I pray that as you read and meditate on the passages in this series, becoming friends taken from John 11:12, that you will be able to decipher the heart of Jesus, and that you will pick up the subtle nuances of distinction between sons who serve wholeheartedly as Jesus's friends, and regular servants who have no close relational access to their Lord's heartbeat. We serve God like children who mimic parents they love, through the access granted us in Jesus, we draw near, watch and then imitate what we see, and thus we walk in the works He prepared for us to walk in, by grace, see, John 5 16-20, Ephesians 5 1, Ephesians 2 10. Religious Knowledge versus Relationally Knowing, Part 1, Irresistible Intimacy. John 11:23-25 NKJV, Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. 24, Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. The story behind this passage begins with Jesus reaching out to a family of three siblings, Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. They loved Jesus and welcomed Him into their home, see for example, Luke 10 38-39. Their home was in Bethany, very close to Jerusalem. Meanwhile, Jesus's enemies at Jerusalem built up such jealousy and hatred for Him that they were desperate to kill Him. John 10 31, 39 NKJV, Then the Jews took up stones again to stone Him. 39, therefore they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand. This happened in Jerusalem, as recorded at the end of John 10. A very short time later, as recorded at the beginning of the next chapter, we read of the family's urgent plea for Jesus to return. John 11:1, 3 NKJV, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. 3, Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Despite the urgency of the request to return to Bethany, Jesus stayed where he was, just beyond Jordan, see, John 10:40 for two more days. He was waiting for light from his Father so he would not only know what to do, but be assured that he would move forward in Father's grace and protection. John 11:6-8 NKJV, So, when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. 7, Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. 8, The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus then explained to his apprentice leaders his reason for waiting, and then for deciding that it was safe to return amid danger. Next, he made an amazing statement of faith, which showed he had heard from his father and had thus received absolute assurance of his will and intention. John 11:9-11 NKJV, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. 10 but if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. 11. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. We can be confident as we look back at this narrative that Jesus had heard from his Father, and had seen in advance what he was going to do. We know this because of what Jesus had said earlier. John 5 19 NKJV, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, 
I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself, but what He sees the Father do, for whatever He does, the Son also does in like manner. Jesus clearly stated that He did exclusively as His Father showed Him, no more, no less, and nothing else. This is why we know without any doubt how and why He went back into harm's way safely, and raised Lazarus from the dead. However, what is crucially important for us is the next verse, in it, Jesus explains the reason He could operate this way with His Father. Note how it begins with the word, for, which denotes that verse 20 is the reason for what He described in verse 19. John 5 20 NKJV, For the Father loves the Son, and shows Him all things that He Himself does, and He will show Him greater works than these, that you may marvel. We see that the reason Jesus could see and do what He saw with His Father was because the Father loved Him, and showed Him His intended actions. The emphasis on, loves the Son, shows that this supernaturally powerful and gracious interaction was far more than functional alone, it is primarily intimate and relational. God finds this kind of father-son family intimacy irresistible. In John 11, Jesus invested two days to draw near to His Father relationally, at the end of which He had seen exactly what to do and the outcome it would produce. Real supernatural power is deeply relational and personal, it comes from loving intimacy with God, in which there is unguarded openness. We can operate as Jesus did, once we understand that He made us His friends. John 15 15 NKJV, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. What's more, through His death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus opened the way for those in Him, who trust Him fully, to have the same access to the Father that He enjoyed. Ephesians 3 12 NKJV, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. Hebrews 10 19-22 NKJV, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, 20, by a new and living way which He consecrated for us, through the veil, that is, His flesh, 21, and having a high priest over the house of God, 22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. If we meditate on these and similar passages until we have the assurance that we are welcome at God's throne in Jesus' name, and if we then draw near to Him, He promises that, like Father did with Jesus, He will draw near to us and make Himself available to us. James 4 8 NKJV, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Today, in Christ Jesus, we can be certain of our access and welcome at God's throne. What's more, we can be assured that, if we draw near seeking loving intimate fellowship, Jesus will show us what He wants us to do in the same way that His Father showed Him. John 20 21 NKJV, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Today, I encourage you to put off all the need to feel righteous, or to make yourself acceptable to God. Simply put your faith in what God says in His Word. 2 Corinthians 5 21 AKJV, For He has made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Trust Jesus alone for your righteousness, draw near to God, and listen and watch for what He is showing you. Jesus invested two days in this process before He acted, so, don't be surprised if it's not instant for you. Enjoy your time of fellowship with the One who loves you, His instructions, promises, wisdom, and grace will follow. Psalm 37 4 NKJV, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Remember, the focus is now friendship, not servitude, it is primarily relationship, not function.